Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> <laughs> myself together y'all hang on a second okay let me breathe <sighs> okay happy friday welcome to desperate house which is i'm your host who am i oh yeah <laughs> Raina star i promise you i am not drunk so here's what's happening i had covid vaccine one and while i am not feeling sick i'm feeling kind of weird and out of it a little bit so it's a good thing i'm home sorry i'm on the air but too bad. Anyway, Desperate House, which is not a GPG or even an R-rated show, so if bad language, bodily functions, dirty talk of any kind might offend you, this is probably not the show for you, but I'm kind of thinking, yeah, y'all are just like me. Stick around. Desperate House, which is brought to you by the one, the only, the incredible, wicked one herself, the amazing, amazing Dorothy Morrison. Please visit www.wickedwitchstudios.com for all your witching needs. Dorothy is amazing. Her products are amazing. Get on it, y'all. Get get to those products. I'm telling you. Dorothy Morrison is incredible. Okay. So, yes, I, I have a statement to make. I know how hard it is for some folks to get scheduled for the vaccination but here's what is tripping my trigger tonight and really fucking aggravate oh yeah i already did the disclaimer and really fucking me up right now okay so you know we're all trying to get these vaccinations why in the hell am i having so much trouble buying a vaccination card protector it just i just want a little sleeve (laughs) So put the fucking card in, zip the top, and keep it in my purse so I don't mess it up. Every one of these things is sold out. I'm on Amazon. I am looking. I am looking. Can't get anything before, like, April 5th. I'm like, what, y'all just swoop down at once and decide you needed these freaking things? What the hell? Anyway, hi. <laughs> My guest tonight is the wonderful, amazing, beautiful Lady Celestris from the Temple of Hecate, which she founded in New York City. Please welcome the lovely, the wonderful Lori Bizarro. Hello, my dear. Hey, hey, how are you? I Yes, I, I'm hearing about your vaccination your first one um i've had two the second one of moderna now and if you want to talk about that we can but i will say that i do support people getting them despite my experiences so uh i think it's a good idea tell me about your experiences because i think i need to be prepared because i do not feel that i was prepared when I should have been prepared, I was not prepared. So tell me, 
seriously, what is the situation? Why am I so, I mean, I'm sitting here, listen, 10 minutes ago, y'all, I was fine. Fine, fine, fine. I do not feel sick. (laughs) I do not feel, I do not have pain in the ejection site. My arm doesn't hurt. I'm not nauseous. I'm fine. So what the hell, I feel like I just got hit in the head with a brick. Lori, tell me your experiences. What is, what's happening? Well, let me just say that I do think that given the pandemic, we all need to be team players. We need to try and nip this thing and get our vaccines and do what we can. But uh, I've had some truth serum. So I spent an hour or so at Applebee's with some alcohol and some, a little food, mostly alcohol. So you're going to get some truth serum. Um, but yes. I don't know what the hell I put in my body. I have to be honest. You know, I did some research. I thought, okay, everybody, you know, people who are in the medical field gave me the lowdown on Moderna and Pfizer and this technology that, uh, you know, affects mRNA and the protein. And they mm-hmm. said oh, it doesn't affect your DNA and this and that, it's not the virus, it's, you know, it's advanced technology. I got the first shot, mm-hmm. and I was tired, my arm hurt, but, you know, nothing extreme. I actually felt pretty good yeah. a couple weeks afterwards. Yeah. So now we yeah. get the second shot. We get the second shot, like, two weeks ago. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, 11 a.m. got the shot, doing pretty good. By 8 o'clock at night, I couldn't lift my arm. Yeah. Couldn't lift it like, really? I don't know. Yeah, within six inches, couldn't lift my arm. Then a little later, started developing like these crazy pains in my knees and hips, uh, okay, shoulders, wherever yeah. I had lymph. Yeah, wherever I had lymph nodes, started having some really big problems. Um, and then huh. the fever of 101 hit. And wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so that was that was about a day and a half of that. And you know, and then there was like five or six days after that where I felt tired and yeah, really um really under the weather, uh unable to really move. And I have to say, like, again, I'm gonna say that we all we live in a society of other people, we've got this problem, we gotta solve it, we need to do it, we have to do. But I really wonder what the hell I put in my body. I've got to be honest. I'm giving you my honest appraisal, which you know you always get with me. So, Right on. And I, I'm very appreciative of that because, and, yeah, because I, had, I do have friends who were kind of sketched out by the whole thing. They're like, listen, you know, it's kind of, you know, scary for some folks. There's, you know, a history of, uh negative uses of medical experimentation on certain folks that are friends of mine who are like, I'm not down for this until I see how you do with it. And I'm like, dig it. Okay, you know, we're cool with that. I I don't mind being the guinea pig for my friends. But, you know, the only way we're ever going to, like, be able to hug each other again, I feel like I have to do this, and I've – I never thought I would ever live through anything quite this fucking strange. This just, like, weirded my ass right the hell out. I'm like, seriously? It's, like, the weirdest sensation to know that 
it's a national emergency, and we're all trying to do our part to not infect each other. It'll certainly be really a happy day when I can see my friends and say, hey, I love you, I missed you, and hug them, because I, I like hugging people. So, I mean, I want to do my part, but I do have some, some reservations, even though I've already done it. You know, and I've heard in, in the case of certain vaccinations, the second shot's worse. So I don't know what to think. All I can tell you is I'm in it now, and I'm going through, and I think we all should because I, I do believe in science. I'm just saying. Right. I, no, I'm with you. I believe in science. I believe in masks. I believe in, you know, what we're being told about the virus. And I, although I, I, and you know me, I'm a liberal dem, but I still feel that there may be yeah. some some misinformation or not entire 100%. We're not getting the 100% of some of the story maybe. But I, I do agree with being the team player. I think we do need to be vaccinated. And it makes sense. I mean, the more of us that get vaccinated, the more that we prevent this virus from going anywhere. You know, we can kind of get rid of it, fix this. You know, but uh, it's a scary time. It's a scary time with a lot of unknowns. But I will yeah. say, and let me just throw that wrench out there, I am so happy with the change of administration. I actually feel a huge sigh of yes. relief, a collective sigh of relief. You know, I'm not yep. anxious anymore. I have this daily anxiety, so that's good. Oh, my God. Are you serious? Tell me about it. I don't wake up in the morning and say, what the fuck happened last night while I was sleeping <laughs> and couldn't watch it. I mean, because that's what the that's the point that I was at with the whole uh, Trump situation. I'm, you know, and I'm really sorry. There are, you know, much to my dismay, there is a larger number of pagan witches, pagan witches, uh, Republican witches than I ever thought imaginable. And I'm like, this is along the lines of why would you want to be the member, a member of a club that doesn't want you as a member? Why do you want to right. be part of these right. people? I just don't. Well, I don't. I, this well, does not compute for they, me. I don't get it. Yeah, I guess they don't see it. They don't see it that way, unfortunately. But they, they don't understand that the same regime that they're supporting wants to see their annihilation. <laughs> so. Yeah. Just you know, that's how I would really. I would see it for them. But I don't understand. I don't understand it anyway. And especially in the pagan community, could support him. But we oh, we talked about that for the years that he was in office, and I came on your show. So yeah, it's true. But we're free. It's we're it's, free for a while. We're finally. <laughs> But, you know, even even though we made it out of that dark spot, I was wondering, because you are a person of the law, um, what your feelings are about these laws that are being passed in, for example, Georgia. Brian Kemp just shoveled through a voter suppression law that's going to make it more difficult for people to vote, especially people who tend to vote Democratic. So I was kind of wondering... You know, if this is something that can be overturned, is there a chance against it, or are we just going to look at be looking at a wave of, you know, because basically the law says that the Republicans of the state can can absolutely change the result. Uh, right. What what Trump wanted, they will now make uh, legal to do. 
Um, and, and that just freaks me out. It's like the most, one of the most precious things we have as Americans is democracy. And it looks like the Republicans are doing everything they can to make sure that once they believe they get power back, that they never lose it again. So I was wondering what your thoughts and feelings were about that. I think you know what my thoughts and feelings are on that, um, knowing who I am and how I come across. I mean, I, I think that it's worrisome, but this is where the Supreme Court comes into play and why it's so, so, so critical to watch who's being put on that bench. Um, yes. Interestingly, I'm starting to see a movement amongst our uh, representatives and senators to re-examine Kavanaugh. And that'll be critical because if we can oust Kavanaugh in some way, we can put a liberal justice on that bench. And then guess what? When the laws like, you know, the ones that Georgia are trying to pass get contested and come up to the Supreme Court, we then have a liberal bench that'll knock them back down. So that's why it's integral that we we really want, I know that some people find um, the intricacies of the branch of the government, you know, tedious or they don't want to get involved, but it's important. It's important to know about all the branches and what they do because this is how we fight the battle. So we're going to have to, one of the things we have to do is we're going to have to maybe try and get Kavanaugh off the bench. They're saying that perhaps the FBI did not um, investigate him properly. Um, and certainly Correct. I don't think he should. Yeah, I mean, I'm not impressed. Um, I'm not sure that he should have been appointed to the bench. Again, I'm not, you know, the powers that be, but um, I think that's one of the strategies. If I hear, if the rumblings I hear are correct, the second thing they have mm -hmm. to do is stack the court. And what I mean by that is they're going to have to change the law on how many justices sit on that bench and do it while right. we have a Democratic House and Senate and president and vice president, and we're going to have to shove some really great justices in there that live a long time and, and protect our laws. So we basically, you know, need to have younger justices that are more uh, favorable towards the Democratic cause, absolutely, because of my concern yeah. is, is that the people who are currently sitting on the bench, you know, Trump got to a point way too many of those. But what is the likelihood? Right. I mean, in a, in a situation where you have, uh, I mean, I'm not familiar with any cases prior uh, as far as removing a Supreme Court justice. Is there historical precedent for that that you're aware of? I want to I say I did a little research, and I think there is, but I, I, I'm speaking out of turn. Um, is okay. there historical precedent? I'm not sure, but is there a vehicle to do that? Absolutely. Uh, if it's shown ah. that Kavanaugh lied, I mean, if he lied and or it's proven that he conduct, you know, he um, engaged in the behaviors that he was being accused of, and that the FBI did not investigate, and there's credible evidence, yeah, I'm sure he can be removed. Now that leads oh, us wow. to the second point of how important the elections are. So. We're looking at the next elections that will determine our, how, what the composite of our Senate is. And if we can sure. get enough senators that we have a 60% majority, then again, we're in a huge, hugely positive position and we can get some real stuff done. 
So these are all things that matter. Voting matters. It matters. Um, you know, yeah. going to the polls, making your vote known, getting out there, uh, mobilizing. I mean, I'm very proud of what the Democrats did in Georgia. It's unprecedented. Look at that with that uh, runoff in the Senate election on both both seats. Unprecedented. Yeah. Amazing. Let's keep that going. Come on, Dems. You know, let's keep it going. We were asleep at the wheel. Uh, you know, four and a half years ago, and now, like, it looks like they're actually mobilizing, so. Which is a wonderful thing. I mean, I'm tickled to death the way it went down. But, of course, anytime you get power away from uh, the Mitch McConnell-style Republicans, they do the most underhanded, dirty tricks to try to get that power back. And it just feels like... It feels like a war that nobody's ever really going to win because you have this constant push-me-pull-you depending on who's in office, and it feels like it just never ends. There's like nothing is ever going to be settled law ever again because the two sides, you know, are both, you know, the, the, there's just no common ground anymore. It just doesn't feel like the ability to work together even exists anymore. I don't know if that's because the Republican Party is so broken that they can't get it back or that they just don't care anymore and they're hell-bent for leather that they're going to get their power back. It's just really disconcerting. The minute you feel like you can relax, and that things are moving in the right direction. I mean, for example, look at the rate of people getting vaccinated. Um, You know, the Biden administration had a goal, and they have surpassed the goal. And now there's a new goal. I mean, which is, I think, wonderful and a sign of good character and a leader. Right. I don't know, maybe it's just me. But, you know, it, it just seems like the Republicans will do anything to destroy any kind of forward motion, and I just find it really disheartening. Um, Is there any way to stop this from continuing to just escalate and go nuclear because we're trying to get rid of the filibuster, or at least there are people that want to get rid of the filibuster? What are you feeling about the filibuster? Because, again, you are a person of the law. Well, what's my opinion? I mean, if it's going to be used as a weapon, uh, absolutely, it needs to go. I mean, there's a we have a problem on both sides, honestly. Um, you know, I'm a Democrat. Okay. I'm a very liberal Democrat, but I see it. I see yep. there's a problem on both sides. There's this. We we no longer have people who represent the people. We have politicians who uh, pander to the highest bidder at times, and we need as a people to figure out a solution to that. Um, I think that we're seeing the problem with an equally split government and with the rules we have in place that nothing will ever get done. It just won't. It'll never get done. We don't have enough votes. One side can overpower the other. One side can hold back the other. We could do it to them. We have. So we have to find some way to have an effective government so that people are served rather than politicians. God, I agree. I just don't know how to yeah. make that happen. I mean, because there is such a break in the way things used to be where people actually had to work together. 
And it just right. seems like that has been completely overthrown. No one gives a shit anymore. And right. it's really exhausting. It is exhausting, and it's exhausting to try and live through a pandemic and a possible economic depression. Um, you know, with the pandemic, a lot of people were put out of work. Um, there's some, like, really yeah. horribly serious issues that the people in the United States are facing. Uh, racial issues in the United States, the injustice that's occurring, uh, police brutality. I mean, we have issues that are horribly uh, pressing and that oppress yeah. the people who live in the United States. And it doesn't matter what side of the coin you're on or who you're, vo- who you're voting for. You get up in the morning, you put your pants on, and you put your shoes on, you go to work. You're a person who lives in this country, and you have to deal with the issues. And we need politicians who are actually going to, like, fix that, who are going to help the people who are in this country and not, you know, pander to large groups. Um, you know, I, I was disappointed to find out that um, a lot of the Democrats are pandering and taking donations from the pharmaceutical companies and voting accordingly. That should not be. It should not be. So we have I to. Agree. That's, the, the answer, yeah, the answer is in um, standing up and calling your representatives and speaking to them, writing to them, uh, voting against them, letting them know you're going to vote against them, having a word. Um, in my district, Max Rose was my House of uh, like representative, and um, he's yeah. no longer, unfortunately. He lost that election. Uh, but I would I would actually call him and speak to his staff, and they would answer, and we would have conversations, and I would know where I stood, and I would have answers to how he was going to vote and why, and then I would have my input. We need to do that. Take 10 minutes and do that. That's my suggestion. And vote. You know, That's those are idea. ways that we as people can create the, the country we want. So, it's a scary time, and it's a really frightening time. So. I know. I don't think people realize just how how dire it, it kind of is right now. Um, I, I think folks uh, assume that everything is safe and okay, um, and it's really not. You have to be vigilant. It's very important to be right. vigilant. But, okay, enough about that. I do want to talk about the temple uh, because I say I'm fading, but we need to get we need to get the temple plugged in there. So please tell folks about the the temple of Hecate. Well, uh, during the pandemic, the, one of the very few things that was uh, positive that came out of this pandemic is that we've been conducting our rituals online uh, virtually. And uh, I don't know if I, I think that I would have been resistant to that had I not been forced to do that during the pandemic. And what that's enabled us to do is open up the temple to worldwide, essentially. I was going to say nationwide, but really worldwide. Uh, we have people in, in Britain um, and other parts of the world, uh, all over the country, who are now participating in a part of the temple. We have dedicants all over, active dedicants who are learning and who will be um, initiated come June. The first class um, from the pandemic will be June. Um, and then we have a class yeah. in Maybon. I mean, we have, so we're growing in leaps and bounds because we're doing this virtual ritual now and virtual training. Uh-huh. So we have ritual twice awesome. a month on the new and full moon. 
Uh, I'm doing it via mm-hmm. Zoom. And even if we resume in when, 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 I should say when we resume in person, we'll have yes. a vehicle for people to attend via Zoom. And uh, we're also uh, having classes at least two or three times a week for the dedicants uh, with some really fantastic uh-huh. instructors. And it's an exciting time. It's like a really exciting time. Um, you know, we're, we're, like we said, our goal is to have physical temple spaces in all the major cities. Uh, we were starting with New York City, but we see that this is going to open up to other places. Um, and as the old gods were honored back in the day, we hope to honor them again. That's awesome. That's really awesome. The it is. is. It great. really is. It's like it's hugely positive. Um, it's something I'm very passionate about, and um, this undertaking has been a blessing, uh, more so than anything. Yeah, I'm sure. Wow. Yeah, we've got to try to focus our energies on the fact that we are working very hard to get things back to some kind of a state of normal, and I think it's right. really important to keep keep pushing things in that direction. I will say that it is um, one of the things that came out of uh, this whole situation for me that was positive is that I get to attend (laughs) rituals that I I otherwise would have had to have traveled to that I couldn't get to. So it's been it's been great to be able to interact with folks even at a distance in ways that we hadn't done before. So the fact that this has opened up to something that can be worldwide, I think, you know, because you just don't think about certain things until you absolutely have to. So maybe this is like the kick a lot of folks needed to get their stuff out there and, and to bring other people in. So I've considered it a very fortunate thing, and I feel really lucky because I I have always been invited by you even before the pandemic, so I just want to express my gratitude to you again for doing that. Um, but right now, girl, I am falling over. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm sorry, but, you know, blessings on your, you know, to you for getting the shot and, um, you know, you. an easy, easy um, next couple of hours and days um, after getting the shot. I'm sure you're going to be fine and, uh, yes. you know, sending all the love yes. your way. So. And I so appreciate you stopping what you were doing to, to to come on with me for a while. We will rebook tomorrow. Uh, not not Lori won't be back on tomorrow, but she and I will discuss her next appearance tomorrow. So I don't want to confuse anybody. Absolutely. But Absolutely. I so appreciate I so appreciate you spending time with me um, as brief as it was tonight. But thank you. So so much and coming on to speak with me for a while and I will uh, get up with you tomorrow and we'll do a follow-up. Absolutely. I just wanted to mention quick that um, we have the temple has taken over the Hecate study group. It's called on Facebook and we have a beautiful Uh group, an amazing group of authors that are now contributing as moderators on the page. So we have Jack Grail. Yes. Yes. You didn't know this? Jason Miller, Jack no. Grail, Jade Soluna, Jeff Collin, Matt yeah. Oren, and Sarita Deeste are all contributing as moderators 
I adore all of them. I admire all of them. Yeah. Um, they're amazing yeah. people, and they're, you know, very well-versed in Hecate. And I encourage people to sign up for the Hecate study group and to participating. We're doing, right now, we're reading Liminal Rights by uh, Sarita and David Rankin. And uh, we oh, will be wow. reviewing one of Jade Soluna's books next. So we're going through different books, discussing, trying to keep it intellectual and gain some knowledge. So I encourage everyone to uh, to sign up. Tell people where to go again to sign up. It's the heck. It's called Hecate Study Group, and it's with a C. Hecate with a C. And you can find us very yep. easily. We have our Temple of Hecate banner on the top of the page, so you can find us there. Or just Fantastic. go to the Temple of Hecate and you can find us. Okay. There you go. All right, Lori. Thank you again. I really Thanks, appreciate Rita. you hanging with me, and I'll talk to you soon. Uh, I love, I love, I love you, and I love talking with you. So anytime. I love you, too, and I will get up with you later. Have a wonderful night. Okay, everybody, your host is, thank you. Your host is going down right now and not in a pleasant way. So <laughs> I will talk to you guys next week. I will be back on Thursday with the 415. I will be back on Friday with Politics Night. Uh, with Talison, and I think there is a third show this week, and I cannot remember next week, and I can't remember who it is. Don't kill me, but I will post it. All right, guys, love you. Get the shot. Stay protected. You still have to wear a mask, even though you have the shot, until you know that everybody's had the shots. So keep yourselves protected. Still do the social distancing, even if you have a shot. Take care of yourselves, and see you next week. Good night, everyone.